Yes, welcome back to the Sydney set. It's day three of Sydney's Everest Carnival. Elegance, thrills and world-class racing await. Big thanks to our sponsors, Racing New South Wales and also Sportsbet for providing us with the markets uh, this morning. But please, if you are having a wager, imagine what you could be buying instead. We like responsible gambling only, please. Let's take a look at a market now for race six. It's the first of the group ones. The flight stakes and your favourite is the flying filly, Tis Invincible. She's unbeaten for the Ma Eustace camp this preparation. Zach Lloyd in the saddle. And if you look at three-year-old races at Randwick over the last 365 days, Zach has won four and he, he's tied with James McDonald on four. He's four from 13, Zach. J-Mac, four from 16. So he's got a better strike rate in three-odd races than the king himself, James McDonald. And his ROI is 121% versus McDonald's minus 11%. Tis Invincible is your favourite at 240. Molly Nickers, the Victorian, the Mexican, $9 into $5 with Sportsbet. Kamochi's been a drifter, five out to 650. Tropical Squall, who's on an Oaks campaign, 650 out to 850. Good support for Tuta La Vita. And I can see why as well. 13 into $9. Mick, what are you doing? And how's the map looking? Yeah, it's just, this is a really, really good map because you've obviously got Tropical Squall going forward. Komochi won't be too far away. They have to roll forward this time and be uh, outside leader, I'd imagine. And Tis Invincible from the wide barrier. Well, where would you rather be? Drawn one or drawn 12? I would be rather be drawn 12 aboard mm. her. I think she can just sit there, be in the running line. Could be could land one one, and as you suggested, Zach, Zach's just he's riding in such a rich vein of form. I have no doubts he's going to slot this horse into a really good position. The question is, how much juice does he have to use to get there, and will she enjoy what was more than likely going to be a fast run, sixteen hundred meters? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. But her all three runs that she's had this campaign over eleven, twelve, and then fourteen hundred meter last up, we've never got a guide as to her ability to handle a mile. They've been slow races, dynamic late splits. Don't get me wrong. She's done everything she could from the 600-meter mark. Yep. But today, if you want to get her beaten and you're riding Tropical Squall like Hippo is, yep. you're going along at good fractions. You're not busting Tropical Squall, who's on an Oaks campaign, but you're not loafing either. You're making sure that Tis Invincible, she's going to get a very different run this time. Last start, she was just behind the leader in a very slowly run 1,400-meter race. Now she's going to have to work across sit-outside runners in what we think will be a faster run mile race. Yes. So the way I see this folding, um, sorry, folding, geez, I'm going well, unfolding, would be that uh, Tis Invincible might get on the back of Komochi. Okay. Summer Lovin', um, Summer Lovin will be behind them. Summer so, Lovin'. Have me. Have me a bit. <laughs> so Molly Nickers gets the run of the race on the inside, but does How did she, they get that name? I have absolutely no Sorry, you better keep going. No I keep idea. interrupting but you. Wasn't, but wasn't she, wasn't she good behind Charmstone? So the only problem I've got with Molly Nickers is that, yeah, she's going to be in back behind them. Oh, gee. Just can't I just can't be backing anything on the inside today. So I think Tiz Invincible gets that beautiful run in the one one, gets off the back of Kimochi and sprints well. Does she have a good enough sprint off a more um, genuine tempo behind Tropical Squall? That's the question. So I'm going to back them both. I'm going to back Tropical Squall and I'm going to back Tiz Invincible. I think they're the two. And no matter the no matter which way the race pans out, I think they're the two that are going to win the race. Because if they go real really quick, I don't think anything runs down Tropical Squall. Mm, fair call. And I think if Tiz, if they go a little bit too slow, I think Tiz Invincible can still have the turn of foot. Sixteen hundred meters is probably a limit. Yep but I think they should get the job done if they don't go slow. They're the two for me. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, one thing I've learned about three-year-old fillies is they usually just keep winning. The dominant one does. Even when you get out to a, an Oaks in the spring down in Victoria, sometimes a miler wins that race, and yeah. they, they, they can't even get 2,000 metres when they're an older horse. But I'm going with Tuta Lavita. 
she's always looked a miler in my eyes. She got back in a slowly run T-Rose. That was last time out. She clocked the best last 600 and 400 of the entire race. Only Tiz Invincible went faster over the last 200 metres. And the reason why she did is she did nothing until she got the split at the top of the straight. And then she just had to dart through. Joe Maria in the saddle. Chris Waller. Blinkers. First time. Grand final. I like it. $11 best price currently in the marketplace. And uh, Tis Invincible, you've got to have her in the mix, don't you? She's, uh, she's airborne this mare. Um, let's have a look at race seven now. This is an interesting race. This is the premier, often seen as a real good guide to the Everest in a couple of weeks' time. Think about it, who's uh, now your favourite for the Everest with all the uh, horses coming out, the, uh, the attrition rate, as they call it. He's $1.95 out to two fifteen since final scratchings, or was they coming through? Bella Nipotina, $4.60 out to $6.00. Zapateo six fifty into six dollars, alcohol free. Good push from this imported mare, Joe Maria for Waterhouse and Bot. Fifteen into eight fifty. Hawaii five zero. Bookham Dano, uh, Nashua Willa for Gay and Adrian nine dollars and pretty solid. And uh, just having a look here, some specking for Marzu. Tommy Berry in the saddle sixteen into twelve dollars. And here's a stat for you, or here's a question for you that I was supposed to ask when we're going to the last ad break, but I forgot. <laughs> uh, last 365 days at Randwick, wait for age races at Randwick. Who are the only two trainers to tr- that are got a runner in this field, the Premier Stakes, that have won a wait for age race at Randwick over the last 12 months? There's only two trainers. Uh, Jimmy Cummings? Yep. How many has he won? Oh, please. Four from 14, 29%. At Wait for Age at Randwick last 12 months. Ma Ustas. No. Nah. John O'Shea. Johnny O'Shea. Old one Rick. from nine. Oh, Rick O'Shea. Uh, one from nine at 11%. So only two trainers. That's, uh, I was surprised when I read that stat. It, it is very surprising given the uh, caliber of a trainer here. But I'll tell you, this is a great race. This is such a good race. And I'm really keen on two of the uh, Waterhouse bot runners. Hawaii 5-0. 1,100 meters wasn't its go. And we had Gay on. She was, she was very, very bullish. Oh, yeah. Very bullish, unsurprisingly. I think Hawaii 5 we're going to see the best version of this horse, 1,200 metres, second up today. The stable continue to improve them. They are low-flying. They've had this horse for, I think, one preparation now. This is this is preparation number two. Um, they got him halfway through last prep. There you go. Yeah. I expect him to jump out of the ground today and put his hand up for the Everest. The other horse I'm very, very keen to see is alcohol-free. She Terrible has, name. <laughs> she has... Drink wise, she has some very, very big figures in in the UK. Her one run over the sixteen hundred meters, complete forgive job. But you had J Mac aboard, so the spruik was there. You, you mm. know she's a good horse. Her trials this time in, she's been much, much better this time in. Love to see uh, her parade very well. We'll get a bit of a push there. But you've got Joe Maria aboard. He wouldn't be hopping on because she's going awful. Mm. I'd suggest she's low flying. They're the two I want to be with. And there's no knock on think about it. Mm. He's probably the best horse here. He, he could well, if Imperatrice doesn't turn up, he could well just blow them away in the Everest. But I'm just not sure. Well, I was going to tell you, I'm not sure. I'm positive today is not the day he's screwed down. No. So we're not going to see the best version of him today, whereas we might see the best version of those two horses because we kind of need to see it. I think in these lead-up races to the Everest, you go looking for the horses that don't have a slot mm-hmm. because they have to win and put their hand up. The ones that have already got a slot, yeah. Uh, yes, they can. they're there to win. But they don't have to win to get that slot into the Everest. So, um, look, I take your point with alcohol-free. Dry track's the key for her this afternoon, big time. And she's got genuine Group 1 wait-for-age sprinting form over in Europe. She's a proper animal when right. Market will be your best guide. You hit the nail on the head. The two I like, I'm with you with Hawaii 5-0. He's a massive horse 
who probably just needed that run first up. It was a fast run race, and he was okay, I thought, in the shorts. I like him up to 1,200 metres, and now strips fitter, tick, tick. The other one that I think is a little bit forgotten is Bella Nipotina. Mm. She ran in that 1,000-metre um, race first up. It raided through the roof, that Remark race. Now, Remark hasn't gone on with it, but that's because I think he's a fresh 1,000-metre horse, and he hasn't been given the chance to freshen up and stay at the 1,000 metres. Bella Nipotina's four weeks between runs. I reckon she's lurking around looking for an Everest slot. If she doesn't get it, she'll go back down to Manicato Stakes and run down there because she loves the valley. But, uh, gee, boy, oh, boy, she's a top-class horse when right. Ma Eustace... Uh, put the polish on her and, and Craig Williams in the saddle and she maps to get a lovely run in transit. She's been well known as a wet tracker. Do you think she's just as good on a dry? Uh, I think that first up run showed that she's she's fine in it. Um, yep. I agree with you. Her best work has always been. But that first up run, I'm just looking at the rating she produced there, Mick, and I don't know about the stuff on your database, but it's very good. It's very good performance. I don't know if she can hold that, but we saw Imperatriz last night hold her first up flying run. Uh, last night, and she was good winning the Moya. Yeah, my con- my only concern with her, the only negative, and I've, I've bonused her down, is your first up record's impressive, second at record not so impressive. That that's one knock I had on her, but yeah, she she's she's a quality mare. She's thereabouts. I'd love to see them go back to the Manicard. I think there's a bit of rain about in Melbourne over the next few weeks as well. Mm, I'll say one thing to the first and second up record: she's four weeks between runs, and I, I reckon they've probably kept her nice and fresh. And they've worked it out. They've worked. I, I, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I could be wrong. Hey, uh, let's move on now uh, to the Metropolitan. We've obviously talked about the Epsom Handicap. The Metropolitan is the last of the group ones on the card. It's over 2,400 metres. It's got a fantastic honour roll, this race as well. Some, uh, you, you know, horses have done the, the, the Metrop Caulfield Cup double railings in 2005, Torquayton in 2006. And Boy, oh boy, well, it won't be the favourite if he wins today because he's out of Caulfield Cup contentions. He's still in the Melbourne Cup. That's just fine for Gay and Adrian. fifty was on Wednesday afternoon. That was stupid odds. He's out to eighty. Mr. Waterville's been the best back runner in the race. $13 into $7. The imported galloper third up for Chris Waller. Uh, Benno, named after the great man Richie, 14 into $9. Surely he's got to have a two in his, name, in his numbers somewhere there. <laughs> Uh, Major Beal, the AJC Derby winner from the Autumn, 15 out to $17. Alabir, who uh, I thought was pretty good last week, backs up, 21 into 19. He's not hopeless. A couple of coat tuggers telling me Cleveland's going to jump out of the ground here at $23. Need to. And uh, looking down the page, the one that I didn't mind, Ho-Ho Khan, $126 into 46 if you don't mind. Oh, <laughs> turn it up. This, this race just is, is set up perfectly for just fine now. You, you've got mm. uh, Knight's Order comes out. Granted, was a stable mate, but yep. it comes out of the race. Rachel King, 50 kilos, drops five. Wow. Off off a last start where he was just got it handed to him, absolutely handed to him. So he was really strong after being taken on. Those two horses that took him on, nowhere to be seen. I don't think they even left on the screen if you're watching the replay. Now gets 50 kilos, rolls forward. Genuine queries, absolutely, when you look back and go 2,400 metres, the 2,400 mm. metres form is no good, but now being under the care of uh, Gay and Adrian and what we saw last start, shaking off those runners over 2,000 metres, uh, screams 2,400 to my eye. What about yours? Who's the only two jockeys to have won a Group 1 2,400 metre race or further at Randwick over the last two months? Uh, two, uh, sorry, over the last year. Which two jockeys? Group one, 2,400 metres or further at Randwick. Timmy Clark. Correct. That's one. Oh, at least I'm 50% already today. And the other bloke's only ridden one group one winner, I think. Dylan Gibbons. Correct. 
we Look get a bit of a go. ching or something? We got yeah, a bit of a. Got a can we get a little <laughs> oh, applause? <laughs> Come on, Nate. Lift. He just he just nailed that. It's oh. the only quiz he'll ever get right. Yeah. All right. Let's talk horses. Just fine. There it is. Beauty. Yeah, put him down for one. Uh, just fine. Yet to be beaten since arriving down under. Ran very fast time in the 2,000 metre race, the Kingston Town Stakes. Um, 2,400 metres has got to be a query for him, doesn't it, Mick? Well, I think it does. But as I said, what we saw last start, just shrugged them off. And mm. that screamed 2,400 metres to my eye. I've been wrong plenty of times before. I just don't think this will be the time I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, here's one for you. Ho-Ho Khan. This is the one I've backed at Big Odds. Came into this preparation off 515 days. Uh, first run back, first two runs back were just pipe openers. Last start, when he was third up at the Valley, was coming into the race and then got balked for a run. You've only got to go back four runs in his form line to find a fourth beaten three lengths by Dewis in a Group 1 Australian Cup. He thrives on fast tempo. He'll get that here today. I don't know if he's ever going to get back to his uh, lofty heights, but if he can get near it, he'll give him a big shake. Even 46 bucks is worthy of a bet. Am I mad? Yeah, well, normally I'd tell, you'd tell you you've lost the plot, but then going back through its form, it mm. has some pretty impressive figures. Yeah, it's Tongue there. tie on. Synthetic, I love this one. Synthetic hoof filler off first time. There you go. So that, there goes that on a, uh, on a dry deck. Mate, you know what? You're not as mad as everyone says you are. There you go. Uh, here's one for you. The... Uh, the Kingston Town Stakes winners going into the Metropolitan. 14 starts for three winners. The most recent, Herculean Prince in 2010, which was also trained by Gay Waterhouse. We'll take a quick break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we'll wrap up all the action.